Now, we know that finding the perfect non-alcoholic drink can sometimes feel like a major challenge, but we've discovered something that's about to knock your socks off and your taste buds too. Go Brewing. Did you know Go Brewing was rated number one, number one, Michaela, for non-alcoholic beer in the country, and rightly so. Fun fact. All of their beers fall under the gluten-free guidelines, so you won't get that gross, bloated feel that you sometimes can get when you're drinking, let's be honest. Plus, all their brews without fruit have less than one gram of sugar. Because we want to feel sexy and sober and have fun, Go Brew is the perfect choice for us. And who says beer isn't sophisticated? When you could just put it in a champagne glass like I do. My favorite at the moment is the Sunshine State Tropical IPA from Go Brewing. It's the mango and peach flavor. As a listener, you can save 15% by going to brewing.com slash sobergirls or by using the code sobergirls. Plus, get a free two-day shipping on orders of $40 or more. Again, go to brewing.com slash sobergirls or use our code sobergirls for 15% off. Okay, can I be honest here? Yes. I used to rely on alcohol for a lot of things, including managing my PMS symptoms like anxiety, irritability, feeling blue, ugh, huge mistake. However, as a sober girl today, that is obviously not an option, but have no fear. Ladies, we found a solution to our PMS woes, alcohol so not needed. Enter Jubilance, your daily support and new BFF when it comes to true and effective PMS relief. It's so simple. Just take one capsule a day and keep your symptoms at bay. If you're interested in trying it, you can use the code SOBERGIRLS for $10 off your first order. I've noticed I have more energy, focus, less cravings, and my mood feels so much more balanced. Jubilance is a non-hormonal available over-the-counter and powered by two-ingredient formula used by thousands of women worldwide to live PMS mood symptom-free. Think less anxiety, less irritability, more peace, power, and dare I say, fun all month long. Try Jubilance for $10 off by visiting jubilance.com forward slash sobergirls or Use the promo code SOBERGIRLS at checkout. That's J-U-B-I-L-A-N-C-E dot com slash SOBERGIRLS for $10 off. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Two Sober Girls podcast. I'm your host, Michaela, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Erin. And today we are diving into a topic that holds immense power in our journey to sobriety. It's called inner child work. But before we get started, let's take a deep breath and center yourself because inner child work is a profound tool for healing the root causes of addiction. And it's about connecting with the younger version of ourselves and providing the love and understanding we need, but we may not have received. So just sitting with that, what have you not received as a child? Just if you can, close your eyes. If not, you can just take a couple grounding deep breaths with us just to center ourselves, to calm our nervous system, which is really important in this work. Take a deep inhale in through the nose. All the way in. And then slowly exhale. And just allow your shoulders to roll back. Open up your chest. Relax your jaw. Stand a little, sit or stand a little bit taller and just get into your body because this work involves a lot of, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of inner work and we have to be present. We have to be 
kind with ourselves and give ourselves what we need. And we also want to receive these messages that like we all need something different, right? And so just tapping into what you need. So let's talk about why is inner child work so important on the path of sobriety? Um, Well, the addictions that we have, they're often stemmed from unaddressed wounds and traumas from our past. Mm -hmm. And you'll realize this if you work with a therapist or a coach or any sort of healing work that you end up having to go a little bit backwards and realize like where things are stemming from. And by acknowledging and healing our inner child and rewriting the patterns and giving ourselves what we need, we can break free from the patterns that keep us in addiction. And this is with alcohol or any other addiction. So if you are, you know, if you're noticing yourself wanting to escape and, and escape reality, escape the moment and, and just numb yourself, like let's, let's do this work. So yeah, let's get into it, Erin. Nice and light, Michaela, for today. Just <laughs> just something light. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and I just wrote down, you know, all addictions are an attempt to fill a void, to numb pain, to escape discomfort, to seek power that you're feeling powerless. And, you know, for me, in my situation, I didn't drink excessively because I was so happy and peaceful. You know, and I think that's something we have to just kind of sit with in our culture today. Drinking might start out as something like, oh, let me just have a drink with my friends. But once you start relying on it for all the reasons I just listed, you can, you have to trace it back to, but what is that thing? You have to like follow that thread. Like if you hold on to it and follow, 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 dig, 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 you'll get to it and you'll be able to face it to feel it. And then ultimately we want to release these things. We don't want to carry them. The whole point of this is to be free and to release it. And that's what we do here. And that's what we've been so blessed with an opportunity to do in our own personal lives and then help other women and men do the same. Um, But I had no idea that I was doing this, by the way, I would just like to say right. most of us don't. Most of us don't. It's, it's, we, we don't have these conversations like at a lunch, you know, like talking about traumas and, and healing. And perhaps oh. we, when we do, it's to blame, you know, it's to blame the other person or something or, you know, and so it's never like a solid healing strategy. So and all of yeah. Us. And most of the time, so like, let's say, you know, women come to us to work mm-hmm. through reducing their addiction, you know, to alcohol And as we're working through, and I just had a session, um, with someone, what ends up happening is it goes from alcohol, like alcohol no longer ends up being, you know, the quote unquote issue. And it turns into like, it goes deeper into something else. And so it's just so interesting to see what that is. And then what I was telling her, even this thing is not the, the root cause of your suffering. It's way deeper. It is way deeper. It is perhaps, you know, growing up the the lack of love the lack of feeling heard the lack of you know all of these things that we just believe like that is our truth it is not our truth it is these like mis you know misguided misconceptions that we sort of like carry our entire life with us and mm-hmm. we don't know that we can release them and we don't know that we can rewrite them we don't know that that inner child 
who is looking to feel heard or loved is actually still inside of us. And then we can spend time with her and I'll share a little practice that you can do, but we can spend or him, you know, inner child can be boy or girl, obviously, but you know, spend time with that part of yourself and asking yourself, what do you actually need? Mm -hmm. And when you get really honest with yourself, it is not alcohol. It is not, you know, be excessive in relationships or, or any, you know, anything that we sort of like turn to. We don't need those things. We actually need to tell ourselves, like, I love you. You mm-hmm. are safe. You mm-hmm. are you are at peace. You are loved. You are heard. You are acknowledged. You are beautiful. And mm-hmm. when we step into that, knowing that we are, everything else falls away. And it mm-hmm. is a practice. It's not a perfect thing. But, you know, so reconnecting with your inner child. Um, involves offering love, compassion, and reassurance to your inner child. So what does that look like? It's like being your own nurturing parent. Now, you know, we're grown adults. We're not looking for parents to give that to us anymore, right? Like we actually have to give that to ourselves. And we didn't know we can actually give that to ourselves. We looked for our parents to give it to us, right? We looked for authorities. We looked for teachers to, to offer validation, we didn't know that we have the power inside of us to actually have it already because it's you were born with it. So there's a beautiful practice. You can get a picture of yourself from, you know, a young age, perhaps when you experienced trauma or not, let's say six, seven years old, five years old. Look at that child of yourself, right? And sit with him and her and just build this relationship and ask like, what can I give you today? Or like, what, what do you need? Or what did you need as a child? And like, we have to be able to give that to ourselves Mm -hmm. and it can look different. It could look different every single day. So, you know, today can be like, um, I don't know, go cook yourself a beautiful meal, delicious, nurturing meal. Uh, it could be anything. Obviously, we we talk a lot about wellness. So for me, it's like a lot of wellnessy things. But it could be anything. Like you know what? Just you you work so hard to take a rest, you know, yeah. and just tuning into yourself on a moment to moment basis. And when right. you tune into that, like I, you know, addictions just won't have such a strong hold on you. Yeah. Um, Question for you. So, cause I feel like you do this so beautifully, Michaela, can you share, like, how do you love yourself on a daily basis? Like, what are some things that you do? Because I see with Avia, you were the most spectacular mom. You love her. Like, Oh, it, it, it's beyond this world. So how do you love yourself? Like, what are some things you do? Because you are do you're living this and your daughter is reaping the benefits of it. So oh. Practical. oh, thank you, babe. Um, I, don't look for external things for validation or for love anymore. Like I, I don't look for it. I don't look for relationships to make me feel loved. I don't look for communications to make me feel loved. Like I know I am loved. Mm -hmm. And for me, I have been deep into my meditation practice for a really long time, um, you know, through yoga. And I've spoke about this a lot of times, but I find that, affirmations really work for me. I know they don't work like they, they, 
everybody's so different. So they might work for you. They might not work. I don't know. But like giving things a try. I'm the type of person that I will try it all. Yeah. And I will keep what works for me and I will let go what doesn't. And I go through cycles. And sometimes what I see happening is something that didn't work for me maybe two, three years ago. It like, I get this idea of like starting it back up again. I put it in my lap. I'm like, Oh, this is working right now. So it's just, it's constant editing. Yeah. And something that is coming up for me currently is this deep self-love and appreciation for myself, for my body for my mind, for everything, for my life. And like, every time I like look in a mirror, I tell myself like, not out loud. Sometimes I do it out loud, but like, I love you. I love you. These are the words that we needed to hear as a child constantly. And perhaps we didn't, and it's not, we can't put the blame on anybody. Like we, we have to, as adults and as responsible adults, we have to learn ways to make this work. Life is hard, but, but it can, it can be so beautiful and enjoyable if we learn what is working for us, you know what I mean? And, and how to enhance and enrich the experience. So you could do something like, and this is called like habit stacking. So let's say you're brushing your teeth, you're already in front of a mirror you can say, okay, when I'm brushing my teeth, I could just look into myself in the eye, instead of like wandering about your to-do list, what you didn't do, who you don't want to talk to. And like all of these things that swirl around in our head, you can just pause, get into your body, not out of your mind, into your body, look at yourself in the eye and just say, I love you. And, um, uh, what's her name? Does this really well? Louise Hay. She's the queen of affirmations, right? Change your, uh, her, her book is called heal, heal your life. I think something like that. So it's a change. Change What is it? That's, that's, that's Wayne Dyer, I think, but anyway, you can heal your life. I think is the book by, by Louise Hay. Um, but she swears by affirmations, you know, and she swears by looking yourself in the mirror and just saying, I love you. I truly love and accept you. And it sounds really weird. And like, woo woo that you're going to do this. But like, if you're not going to do this to yourself, who like, if you don't love yourself and you can't say you love yourself, like, like then that's right. And that's of God. And I'm so happy you brought that back to like, it's all within. If you're, if you're seeking externals, you will always be seeking. But once you can quiet your mind and realize you are so loved. I mean, we are so loved. The love of God, my higher power is so we can't wrap our head around it, but once you just can sit there and saturate your life in that love, it will transform everything. But I, for my children, once I had kids, I would say to them, I love you just because I love you just because I love you. And I love you because for me, and this, again, I'm not blaming anyone like at all. For me, my interpretation as a child was like, you are loved because you're good at this. You are a perform, you will perform. And that is so good. And that's love because you earn love, right? You earn it. And so, and I was getting that messaging and I had to undo that, especially in sobriety later on in life. Um, And so So how did you undo that? I think hitting my face on the ground and being like, okay, this isn't working. Um, (laughs) And I think enough pain, I think pain 
Thank you, dear God, for the pain that I went through. Tremendous amounts of pain to realize how much I am loved. I am loved just because I am me and I'm made in the image of God. And that is enough, is enough for many, many, many lifetimes. Um, And something we do in the rooms is we inventory the fourth and fifth step. And in that inventory, it does uncover your fears. And so it goes back into like the childhood trauma and um, rewiring of like, well, what, what are you really afraid of? What were you not receiving? And for me, I learned that alcohol was never my problem. Um, but once I removed it, it uncovered and laid bare the problems I had perceived problems because really Michaela, we have answers to every problem and it's all the same. Connect back to God, align your life with who you truly are, seek true power and do the work and, and, People will come into your life when you are ready and you will start healing and doing different types of work and different types of modality, modalities, whatever that is, um, to keep removing that pain and those things that are keeping you from your true source of power and your identity and your divine love. But I just think, you know, really getting clear about your fears and where you are seeking power and protection and love and validation and and first talking to somebody about that and then there's like there's work to do it's it's more than just expressing it like there's physical work there's the spiritual work there's emotional work i mean you have to rebuild your life and every in every way possible when you're doing this inner child work um but it's so worth it this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Okay, Michaela, I am fully frustrated with my kids, whom I love more than life itself. However, as their mom, I feel like an absolute failure, and I can't seem to find the time to get us all organized and even have meaningful conversations. I feel like everyone is so busy. I'm so overwhelmed, so drained. Help me. Yes, get that off your chest. As the busy mom, I get it. I have found that when I am stressed and feeling stuck, the best thing to do is ask for help. Perhaps book a therapy session. Therapy is for everyone, every human desiring to feel better, live better, and learn how to solve life's most pressing problems and concerns in real time. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and very convenient. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you could switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SoberGirls today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash SoberGirls. And it was so worth it. Well, it just gives you a sense of peace and calm. So while life happens on the outside, right, you're just not so shaken up and you do feel safe and loved and secure because... I will say this over and over again. We have to give that to ourselves. We cannot get that from anybody else. And even though we think we can, it's not, it's, it's not the right way to get love. It's not sustainable because you'll always want more and you'll always, you know, and that throws you on a loop as well. So just asking yourself, like, how can you give yourself what you needed? as a child. And I think just identifying that as the first step, like, what didn't I think I got? And like, because we're carrying that, we're carrying that. You could still be exercising. You could still be eating healthy. 
you can have beautiful relationships, but if that's not healed and that that's not addressed, eat away at everything. It's going to, yeah, it it does. It does. And, like, and it will I, show up in different ways. It doesn't have to show up as alcohol. It can turn into a sugar addiction. It can turn into shopping. It can turn into, you know, just numbing out that feeling of not, example, for example, not feeling loved. Yeah. Or not well, feeling I, safe. Or not feeling that anybody else can do it but you. And that's where I wrestle. And that's like where my work is. And that's what I'm always, we always, we were talking about this. My default mode when I'm quite stressed or when life gets lifeier, things are wonderful, but they just become like a lot. I put my head down and I'm like, I got this on my own. I'm going to do it all by myself. Like, watch me. I can do it. And it will eat away at me physically, emotionally, spiritually until I'm like, wait a second. I need help. I can't. I'm not supposed to do this on my own. And I think that was like one of the hardest things for me. And that's that little child saying like, guys, I this is too much for me to bear. Like I, I can't do this and this is scary and it's not fun. And I don't, I don't feel well. And, but it's hard to undo that. Even though I know it, I will go back into doing it and then be pulled out and say, shoot, I'm doing it again versus just doing it to the point of like no return. Um, that's the work where I'm like in right now, I'm like fully aware. And like, and I just ask for more help of like, talking to you, different like people that help me, like different therapy modalities, different weight training, like ways to express it and get what I need. Um, It's just so interesting. Like you're never done with that work, that little inner child, she's going to come back when you least expect it actually, like for me. And then you're going to be like, oh, I thought we healed that. We did it. We didn't fully. Yeah. It's going deeper it has different stages too it has different layers different stages yeah it's never finished it's never finished but when you are brave enough to walk with it and to acknowledge it and to actually just say to it like you know thank you for being there but I no longer need that like I'm actually good you know um it shifts things and it's all about these micro shifts with being mindful about, okay, this is not working. This is working. And it's this constant dance because everything might be working one day. And then tomorrow you you might wake up like, okay, yeah, everything was great yesterday. And then boom, you know, it's like, how do you handle those situations? How do you show up? What are your thought patterns? Are you telling yourself you can, you can do this? Or are you telling yourself you're not good enough? Are you telling yourself that, you know, you are, whatever it is, success, abundance, um, health, anything we it's, it's all energy. We have to connect to that. And like being open to it. So funny, I had this wonderful partner and he told me, and like, I'm laughing now. He's like, you are a very stubborn Irish woman. And I was like, yes, I am. I'm like, watch me because I'll do it. And I'm like, oh, that wasn't a, not a compliment. And like <sighs> that stubborn side of like, and that's my disease. Like that is my my coping mechanism. That's my survival mechanism. And he was trying to say like, I would like to help you, but you will not let me. Mm. But my walls are up. And that, again, it's like goes back to like 
life is going to provide you wonderful opportunities to heal. They're not going to be enjoyable. It's not like it's going to say, well, would you like to go to Miami and sit on the beach while we just do some inner work? No, it's going to be like really, for me at least, I'm stubborn. It's going to be really painful. It's going to, for me, there's going to be tears. For me, there's going to be a lot of like, like a, a child having a tantrum, like holding on for dear life until I release. And then once I do, I'm like, and I open my eyes, I'm like, oh, this is so much better. Thank you, God, for taking that. It is. What trauma looks like. Yeah. And I think it, people entering sobriety, that's really like hard to, hard to do because now you don't have something to turn those feelings off. No. And in order to move through those feelings, like we have to feel them. That is just part of it. Like I was just yeah. saying earlier, like I've had moments in my sobriety, I'm almost, you know, on two years, like the first year, like, oh my gosh, there was seasons of like, like of me just like, I can't get out of bed. I'm yeah. like still doing all the things, try, you know, trying really hard. But like, I knew I was telling myself, I'm like, this is just a phase yeah. to get me to the next level. Like I am rebooting myself. I am resetting my system. I am up leveling. And sometimes up leveling requires a lot of rest mm-hmm. and just not because I realized like I was just doing, 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 traveling, be like being everything for everybody that I'm like, I just, I can't, I don't have it in me. But when you rest and you give yourself what you need, yeah. you fill yourself up little by little every single day. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. beautiful. And the only it's like, you, you kind of like, it's like, imagine like as if you, if you couldn't really see, like you could only see like little specks of color. And then now like you put on these glasses or whatever, and now you can see like the world and everything around you. And you're like, wow, it's actually really beautiful. It's always been there, but you just needed to have the proper tools to be able to see it. And it's available for all of us. Yes. We are all loved unconditionally. All of that that's standing in our way, all the muck. And that's, that's a lot of the spiritual work too. You know, I'm reading the course in miracles now. And for anybody interested, I will be uh, holding kind of like a workshop masterclass on how to begin your study with the course of miracles. Cause I think it's very overwhelming. I I know me, I, I got this book 10 years ago yeah, and I, there was probably like five times I like entered in it. I would open it. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is, I don't even know where to start. There's three sections. I don't know how to read the lessons. Like, do I do one? I didn't know anything. So if you have questions on how to start and like, um, I've had this book literally in my bedroom and I'm like looking at it and like, finally was just like, I'm going to figure out how to study this. And I figured out the groove. So I was like, I need to share this with others and this will be free. So just DM me um, if you're interested and I'll send you the the link and invite. But when it comes to spirituality, and this is like a deep spiritual book. And I, I think I was just like desiring, like, I know you have the AA book, right? And I was just like, I really wanted something that is like, give, gives me lessons, gives me this deep, knowledge and connection mm-hmm. and when it all boils down to it's there's either fear or there's love yeah and so that's as simple as it is right and it's like the the teachings and the lessons and the actual course is just 
bringing you to love. And it's not actually bringing you to love. The love is here. It's just removing the fear, the blocks, the stories we tell ourselves and just removing it and just coming back to your essence, which I'm so excited. I beautiful. It's been so transformative for me. Like, yeah. Yeah. Highly recommend. I love it. I love your practice. And it's either God is everything or nothing, right? It's fear or God. And I love like, and I think that's such a great, like anybody listening, DM Michaela, she is a phenomenal, phenomenal teacher. Um, and I, I love, of course, the miracles. And I agree with you. I think it's a lot. So the fact that you're, you're kind of like ingesting it to digest it for other people, what a gift. Um, and it does break it down to like the truth, the essence, the power. It's like, so you can like take it and apply it in your life that day. And it's all one day at a time. And you realize a lot of the things we tell ourselves are just such illusions. Yes. Such illusions. And we we give them power every single day. Yeah. Yes, basically. So yeah, even though we're adults, we can feel as children sometimes, right? When we feel out of alignment and feeling powerless, right? We don't have to feel that way. No. And that goes back to inner child work always. Um, Oh my goodness. This was great, Michaela. I feel like we, we covered a lot. Um, And this, this is something we do go into depth with in our mastermind and with our coaching clients, because this is the work like again. And it's individual based, right? So we, we're generalizing here, you know, but it, it just, every single one of you has a story and, and, and a belief and things that if we can dissolve that and choose a better thought, better way. Oh my goodness. And I want to leave off with uh, a beautiful prayer um, from a course of miracles. And it's, you start your day with this. I love it. I, I, I say it to myself all the time, but it's like, where would you have me go? What would Mm -hmm. you have me do? What would you have me say? And to whom? Mm -hmm. And it like taps you into this power of like, you're not doing this alone. Like, or, and God is working through you. And when you tap into that, you end up building out healthier habits. You end up things that needed to fall away will fall away because you're working with that power. Yeah. And I love that too. And you work with, um, you, you're sent out to serve. You get out of self and like the highest form of love is like giving it away. The more like you give it, the more you receive divine love. So whom would you have me serve and love and speak to? That saves me every time out of a jam because like, you know, yeah. like it's, the more we're focused on self, miserable, miserable. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, thank you, Michaela, for that. And I think that's a wrap for us. And if you've enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. You can always send us a message, DM us at our, um, at, at, can I get it out? Two Sober Girls. (laughs) At Two Sober Girls Podcast, shoot us a DM. We'd love to hear from you. And we're just loving you, praying for you. And until next time. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Love you. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. 
We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addictive Mind podcast has been about creating hope, listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.